Hi, and welcome to She Is Wise, a podcast dedicated to braver, bolder, bigger conversations for women who want to change the world. I'm Ellie Bell, an empowerment coach passionate about supporting women to show up in the world as their best version of themselves. I'm a former corporate executive with a background working in professional sport and a qualified life coach working with women for the past four years. I've got two gorgeous little girls, which are the reason I'm so determined to change the way women are in the world. I have an incredible husband who encourages, supports and shapes my work in ways that prove that men have to be part of the solution. And I'm Erin Hodson, a psychic medium and spiritual healer who believes that for the world to be a place I'm grateful and proud to leave for my two young sons, change is necessary and that change must be led by women. My work is deeply rooted in ancestors and understanding who we come from and who we can become. I love exploring the spirituality of who we are and the intersection of that with our human experiences. We're two women who grew up on opposite sides of the world, but when we met, instantly recognized each other as kindred spirits, ready to make meaningful change in ourselves, each other, and the world around us. Now is the time for women to be brave, vulnerable, and bold, to explore what is really true for us and how we can make meaningful change in the world. Join us as we dive passionately into conversation about things that really matter, share lighthearted banter with each other, and dare to challenge what we've been told we can do, have, and be as women. Hello, and welcome to another episode of She Is Wise. Today, we are going to be discussing the topic about relationships. We're going to be talking about how they impact us, how they can really make a difference to the way we show up in the world. And it's something that is really important to us. And and I'm just going to kick us off with a quote, first of all, and I'm sure everyone listening will have heard it. It's by Jim Rohn. And he says, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And I think that's really, really interesting because when you start to reflect on who you spend time with, is that true for you? And I think what I've realized over time is that actually I have to be much more conscious about who the people are I spend time with and to really sort of cultivate the relationships that that support where I am on my journey. At the same time, having space with the people who perhaps haven't yet caught up or who aren't even really interested, but still have a, a huge amount of impact and, and meaning to me. So that's kind of what we're going to be talking a little bit about today. But Erin, what are your thoughts about that quote? Does it align with you? Do you agree with it? I mean, I think as I've got older, I align with it more. I think I'm a lot more conscious about relationships these days. I'm a lot more conscious about who I maintain connection with and who I give energy to. And also, I think, you know, you're right. There are some people that we don't necessarily get to choose that have an impact in our lives. And I guess the quote for me needs to go just that little bit further in saying that it's not just about the five people that you spend the most time with, but it's the five people that you give the most energy to. Because it's actually, if it was my wife as an example, there would be an argument to say that actually the five people she spends the most time with are probably work colleagues. But I don't think that that necessarily means that that shapes who she is in the same way that she might be shaped by the relationships that we cultivate as a partnership and you know friendships and things like that so yeah I think it's a it's a good quote Um, I think it calls out the fact that we do need to pay attention to who we are spending time with and and how much energy we give to them and and what energy they give us 
but I think as well that like there needs to be a little bit of a, a disclaimer at the bottom that actually like it, it's it is about that energetic exchange um, more yeah. than it is just about simply time. Yeah, I think that's a, that's a really great shout. And I think what it got me thinking, and you touched on it briefly, was actually how relationships change over time, and how you know I remember sort of as a as a teenager, I very much had my core friends. There were six of us. We were besties. We did everything together. We'd sort of sometimes pair off into, you know, twos, but we they were interchangeable. There was no sort of clique within within that group. Um, and you know, and I'm still really close to a couple of those people now. Um, sort of many many years on. Um, and then I think through my twenties, I kind of lost myself to a certain extent. So I I was less aware of the impact of others on me, I think, or or perhaps I didn't realize that the impact they were having. So I, I didn't really, I didn't create, I didn't cultivate my friendship group, particularly, I kind of just almost took anyone who would have me to a certain extent. And I think that really shaped who I was at that time. And that was that was very difficult. And I think I've spoken before how my 20s were, were definitely not a period of my life that I felt particularly happy in my own skin and particularly comfortable with who I am. And looking back at it now, I can see that actually I didn't have the close relationships I had with my friends from school. We'd all sort of kind of gone our separate ways during university. And, and it's only been sort of probably in our late 30s that we've kind of reconnected again. And I didn't have any particularly close friends at university because the course that I did, I did one year and then I did a year experience. So everyone who was in their second, you know, like it just never really worked out except for my bestie back in England who, you know, we always laughed. We always called each other the wifey because she was, you know, we met at university and, and it was really interesting. We'd had this kind of weird parallel life until we met. And then it was like, Oh, we're totally meant to be friends. It was real. It was a real sort of meeting of, of souls. And I have no doubt at all that she's been, um a soul sister in the past and it's really difficult being overseas now because that that relationship is harder to manage but yet it's the sort of person that you know I can not speak to her for six months and you know pick up FaceTime and we're back to you know living together and whether it's at university or in London but on the whole the relationships I made during that period of time were, were relatively I don't want to say poor because that's not the right word, but they didn't really sustain me or they didn't, they didn't help me grow. Like I think is probably the best thing. They really, they really just kept me very much where I was. And it's only been in recent years. And I think moving to New Zealand actually gave me a real opportunity that I actually had to start from scratch. You know, I've still got friends in the, in the UK, but I actually had to be really particular about who was going to be my crew over here, I suppose. And, and I, I was really, I really made an effort around that to choose people that that really like you know allowed me to support them and and shine with them but also that helped me shine it was much more of a reciprocal arrangement rather than me giving everything and then I had the same again when I moved down to to Christchurch there was sort of that other reassessing and actually finding and I now feel you know completely honored to have the tribe and I know you call them the coven that I have now around here because we are you know we are that that closeness that I've probably been searching for since school really and funnily enough it's another six again which is just quite entertaining it's you know it really is that 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 specialness to have those relationships is so important but at the same time it can be so easy to give your your energy away to others without necessarily realizing it and um that sort of ties into a little bit of the the archetype work that we do yeah sorry I've just said many things there and I can see you <laughs> nodding so I'm hoping that you've got some really great insight to share with me <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think you're right. I think our relationships as we go through life are a, a much bigger reflection of our own evolutionary journey than we 
would like to admit sometimes. I come from a very different place in terms of that stuff. I never really had friends when I was young. I wasn't part of any particular group. I was very much an outsider through my young years and even into early adulthood. And, um, and it probably wasn't until I lived in Melbourne for a little while that I started to learn how to cultivate relationships with people who, you know, actually didn't necessarily want something from me, but for a long, long time, and probably I would say until very recently, like within the last two or three years, I have had to learn how to not be in that really maiden shadow energy of like giving everything and looking to everyone else for, um, and you know, I say maiden shadow, but it's actually the mother shadow as well. Like that sense of like everybody else was always more important than I was in a relationship. And even my wife, actually, when I look at our marriage for the first few years of our marriage, I would say I certainly placed her in that space of being more important and now we're much more equal and the relationships that I've formed in the last two to three years probably of my life because of who I am now and how I engage with the world and how I engage with myself I think I approach those relationships differently and I'm much more conscious of calling in the the tribe or the you know the sisterhood and it's the first time in my life that I can say now that I have beautiful friendships with incredible women around like globally that fill me up and that make me feel connected to other women in a way that feels good I don't think that that's something that I had had before but that is very much part of that evolutionary journey of me coming out of those shadowy spaces of those archetypes and stepping more into the, you know, I'm much more in my own power. I don't give my power away. So I don't attract people that want my power. I attract people who are in their own power. And I think the best example I have of that and one I'm the most grateful for is you. And the fact that if we had met when I was younger, if if I had met when we were younger, I don't think you would have even liked me, let alone wanted to invest your energy in me. And yet here we are now in a space where we spend so much of our energy with each other. And I'm so grateful for that. But that has required change of me. And for me, that change probably came in my late 30s, I would say. Um, I know for some it comes in their late 20s. I was going to ask, and you don't have to go too deeply into this, but why do you think you didn't have close friendships when you were you were younger? Mm. <laughs> I didn't fit. You know, if I look at my astrological chart, part of what I am here for is to connect with my own feminine and to be more feminine in the world. And like if I look at when I was a child, I was very intellectual. I was smart. I was smarter than everybody around me. Um, and, you know, I don't say that from a place of ego, it's just how it was. And that I didn't know how to relate to people because in my family life, my intellect was really prized. Like it was something that was talked about as something that you should be really proud of. And, you know, oh, look at Erin, she's so smart. She's so clever. She can do all of these things. And so I took that out into the world and was like, look at me, I'm so smart. And everybody was like, well, fuck you. 
Like nobody wants to hang around with that, you know? Um, and because I was in that intellectual space, I thought that I knew better than others and that it was my job to show them the way and all of those things. And um, and it just didn't wasn't a space where that naturally created loving, good, healthy friendships. Um, so I think that's part of it. I think the other part of it is that for the first probably 20 years of my life, I really didn't like myself at all, you know, and I struggled with that for a long, long time. And it took me until I was about 19 or 20 to actually really accept that I am who I am and I'm just going to have to learn to deal with that. And that's when I started doing the work around that stuff. Um, before that, I didn't feel like I wanted to give anything of myself to people because I didn't want to give it to myself even. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does totally. And I think that that not liking yourself thing, it's a little bit off topic, but we'll, we'll go, we'll, I think we will just touch on it briefly because I think it does have such an impact on the people you surround yourself with. When you're in a space of not liking yourself, you're pretty loose with who you hang out with to be brutally honest there's no conscious choicing and I, and I don't mean loose in a loose way but you know that could be the way it shows <laughs> I mean, up it could but, be a way it shows up it's, it's, <laughs> <yeah>. but it, <laughs> it's more about like confirming or denying it's, that, <laughs> it's how you value it's about how you value yourself and when you don't value yourself you tend to surround yourself with people who who don't value you and probably don't value themselves either so it's that that sort of self-perpetuating you know situation that echo chamber you're not liking on you and the people around you aren't liking on themselves so there's just this real sort of toxic energy and I know for you know I was certainly in that space for for a relatively long time in my 20s and and that was really like looking back on it it's so obvious but at the time I had no idea I just couldn't I just didn't know why I didn't fit and of course I realized now I didn't fit because they weren't my people <laughs> you know yeah. it's it, it's as simple as that and, and that's okay it doesn't make them bad or or not right or anything like that it's just that they weren't the right people for me and I think being able to look back on situations and start to pull the learnings from them is really helpful in terms of moving forward with friendships and relationships because we can we can learn so much about ourselves from the way we allow others to treat us from yeah. the way we show up for other people and all of that's really important, but it can sometimes be a little bit uncomfortable as well to sort of really realize that you you didn't make any conscious choices about the people you spent time with. And, you know, if we go back to that quote, they did have a massive impact on how I showed up and, and I was incredibly unhappy within my own skin. And once I started to, you know, reconnect with those people I, I moved down to London in my early 30s and, and reconnected with Sophie my my bestie from from um, university things started to change and I started to you know pull together that that tribe of people I actually started to reconnect with a few people from school and and it started to change and then it made me realize how important the people around me actually are because I'm sort of like a weird introvert extrovert like I'm an extrovert with introvert tendencies tendencies or an introvert with extrovert tendencies I'm not quite sure which way around it is but I really like sometimes I need to just shut the world out and go very quiet and and just avoid the hell out of people you know like oh don't come near me um but then the rest of uh, other times I really need to go and have like conversation with you know my close friends and and having people that you can have those deep connections with 
like just fills my soul and I look back now at my 20s and I realize I, I had nobody I had nobody who I could really do that with um and what an impact that actually had on me and how I will make so much effort now with the 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 close group I mean I don't have heaps of friends by by any stretch of the I don't have time for heaps of friends I think is another thing as you get older because there's and there's admin around children and stuff like that and and I, I just think it's really yeah, to understand where your energy is going. And I loved what you said right at the start about it is the people that you give energy to and being able to be protective of your energy. There, there are people who you are going to spend time with in your life that that don't necessarily support you, but, you know, they're, they're, a, a, necess- they're a necessary part of your life. But actually being able to be aware of not allowing that energy to seep into you when you don't need it is is another part of the awakening and another part of the journey. Learning to be very standing in what is yours. And we talk about this when we talk about the modern wise woman. She's very much a person who is able to know what is hers and to be able to know what is other people's. So I think that's a really important aspect to talk about and I know that that you really like stand in that space and it's incredibly powerful for me to watch in somebody and and to take on on board in a in a really like deep way thanks um I think like that level of discernment that we cultivate as we get older um is definitely something that I think is really key um my hope is that because we are conscious of it um we will help our children get to it a lot faster right like I I certainly um you know looking if if I look at my before 30 as an example and I say before 30 because that's before I had children so that I was a different person to who I am now and I think um you know I leaked energy and I and I gave away power with complete abandon like just lack of care and, you know, now I'm much more careful about leaking energy. Like if I, if I feel like my energy is waning, I know that I can do things to, to fill it up and to protect it. And I go to those things. And sometimes those things are spending time with beautiful people. Like that, sometimes that's how it, it fills up. But being much more conscious of that and also being like being aware of the power. Like I don't feel like in the relationships, my closest friendships, the, the people that I will give everything I have for, I don't feel like I ever have a power imbalance in those relationships, right? The power is much more balanced in those relationships than I've ever experienced in my life. And I think that's, that's a really big part of stepping into that modern wise woman and understanding that like, I don't have to give my power away in order to have a a solid reciprocated relationship. They don't need my power. And if they do, they're not my people. I just love what you've just said there about that power balance, because so often if you look back in life and those relationships that actually with hindsight, you can see weren't particularly good for you. It was always a power imbalance and it always comes from you like, basically not thinking you've got control over it so you basically allow the other person to control the the relationship whether it's you them taking heaps of power or or you feeling like you have to give them all the power or the other way around but it totally comes from that personal space of actually what is right whereas when you start to be more conscious when you start to be more aware of of who you are in the world you're able to realize that actually my power is my power like I get to choose where this goes nobody is going to try and like 
smother me with theirs anymore because actually I've I've got a boundary that I can you know put up around me and that's okay and at the same time I'm not going to give a load to anybody else because that doesn't a help them and b it certainly doesn't help me so you become you get to sort of stay at that more level space than than perhaps you did beforehand where it was sort of much more push and pull you know there would yeah. be some people who would take loads and then you'd have to give loads and it was so you know we talk about harmony and and that's I think one of the key things about relationships it's actually having that harmony there are times when close friends and people you care about do need a little bit more from you you know I know that recently you've been really supportive to me because some of the stuff that I've been going on and that's been really that's been great you've been able to give me some but I know in the past I've been able to do the same and it never feels like an imbalance because it's coming from a space of love and I think sometimes we get caught up with that and we think that we're being really supportive of people but actually we're probably being a little bit smothering or vice versa and and having that awareness is so important yeah yeah I mean let's be clear in terms of power if I you know yes I have been giving you energy of late I haven't been giving you power though right like you haven't had the power to make me feel shit you haven't had the power to do things that I'm not okay with or any of that stuff, right? I haven't been giving my power away to you. I've been standing in my power and holding space for you and giving you the energy that is necessary for you to do what you need to do. And I think the same of you in the past with me is that you have been able to um, hold space for me really beautifully and, and guide me with all of your wisdom and love to spaces that help me heal or work through whatever I'm, I'm going through but I don't ever feel like I've had to take your power or that I've had to give you my power to have that space held and I think the other thing around some of that stuff is that when people do take your power or when you know you feel like they want to take your power that doesn't make them a bad person right like we automatically assume that when someone treats you badly they're a bad person but actually, sometimes good people do bad things, hurt people, hurt people, all of those cliches that you could pull out. But actually, you know, like it's not sometimes they're just completely unaware that that's what they're doing. Sometimes it's because they don't know that they can be served by holding on to their own power and letting you hold on to yours and having a much more fruitful and enriching relationship. So, you know, as the enlightened ones, in those situations it's up to us to say actually like you know you don't need to be that way with me it's perfectly okay to be here and just be and tap into that feminine energy of saying actually I'm just going to be who I am and all I ask of you in return is that you are who you are and that you allow me to witness that for you and you don't have to do anything or be anything different than that and so I think that again, it comes with age, it comes with maturity, it comes with experience, and it comes with that awakening that we talk about and that that going through that space of stepping into your modern wise woman, stepping into your connected self and really deeply knowing who you are and knowing what you're okay with, right? Like when you- I think, you I think you're right. The, the, it's the awakening piece, isn't it? Like that is the bit that is like, because age- can take you so far but actually you know when you really look at it (laughs) I'm not gonna you know say anything particularly but I think there's definitely you know it does age takes you so far but that awakening when you start to have that understanding and that awareness of of who you are and how you fit into the world it's it's an incredibly powerful space to be that the only problem that when we start to do this work is we start to notice it in the people around us and that can feel really uncomfortable for 
well for both parties in many ways but certainly it can feel quite lonely if you're on this you know journey to knowing more about yourself and you you've got these insights and you can see like it's like everything's a bit brighter and you can just see everything a little bit clearer and the people around you can't necessarily see that it's so hard not to go into that space of but but I know the answers you've got to come along come on this way we've got we can do it it's because it's such a personal journey and it can only happen when it's right for that person but at the same time it's really hard to be in that space on your own when people around you perhaps aren't necessarily there and and I think that's yeah I think that's one of the biggest challenges about the awakening process is that it feels (laughs) hands down um yeah and you know I had a coach explain to me once that you know as we awaken and as we become enlightened to who we are and what we are here for and all of that stuff we raise our vibration because we're we're getting closer and closer and closer to living with love right and so we just keep raising our vibration and what we need to know is that if there are people around us who are low vibration all we need to do is actually protect ourselves from taking that on we don't have to try and help them out of it we just keep doing the work because the thing is they will be attracted to that and I've witnessed that in my own life very clearly with my wife where she was very like you know I've been on this awakening journey if you like for probably a couple of years and you know have done a lot of work in that time around my own stuff but I've also done some work for my wife at various times behind her back don't listen to this Carol I love you bye um (laughs) but she has been very stuck in humanness and very stuck in those low vibration like um, guilt and shame and blame and all of that kind of stuff but very very recently I've seen this massive cracking open and she's like, actually, I want to go with you. I want to be in that high vibration. I, I see how much it has changed you and I want that change for myself. And so we have to trust that. We have to trust that we are supposed to just light the world in the way that we can and that the people who, who are supposed to be connected with us and who, are, you know, there's a meaningful connection with, they will follow that light and then they will light their own and the same thing will happen over and over again and I I love how you describe the candles and the the ripple effect there because it does feel like that it feels like you know I've been working towards lightening my load and lightening my life and now she's starting to see that actually she wants the same for her and that's really powerful for me and it drives me to keep going forward right? Which is a beautiful thing. And we can have that. It doesn't have to be an intimate relationship, like, you know, being married. It can, you can have that in friendships. You can have that with sisters and mothers and all of the, you know, all of the interpersonal relationships that we cultivate through life. They're all there for a reason. Some of them are seasonal and some of them fall away naturally. And, and you know, there's sometimes some grief around that, but we have to be okay with it. Um, but there's also sometimes people that, and you can test that truth for yourself around, is this person, like, is this a soul connection that goes beyond this lifetime? Because those are the ones that will change and grow. And even if you diverge onto different paths and get quite far apart, you will come back together because it's meaningful for you to do that. Yeah, I think that's so true. I was just doing a quick 
check through you know the people I'm close to and and as soon as I think of them like there is a there is a deep soul connection and I know that you know this is not our first time you know round together whether whatever you know situation it's been in but there's definitely been a connection there before and I think that's a really beautiful space to be in and I'm excited about the people who are yet to come into my life as well whereas I think in the past I've probably felt a little bit you know, hurt and and in that wounded energy about the impact that other people had on on me. And you know, I, I was very very good at keeping myself. We talk about the um the archetypes. I was very much in the wounded huntress for quite a long time, where I was you know so determined to show everybody that I could do it on my own. That I was so fiercely independent. I closed myself down from intimate relationships. I, I closed myself down from having people getting close to me. And I don't just mean intimate as in you know sex relationships. I mean as in people. People getting to know me you know I, I didn't I only allowed people to see what I wanted them to see um it, it wasn't anything more than that and then it kind of you know my awakening spiritual journey has probably been going on for you know sort of 11 12 years now and it, it's very much um a big part of that has been breaking down those walls and allowing others to help me and allowing others to support me and and for me to be okay with that and my longest relationship in terms of you know partner for before I met my husband was about three and a half months like I literally did not let anyone get get close to me I was just determined that that was not going to happen because you know it was much easier than there wasn't the, the risk of being hurt and actually doing the work being able to realize that it was okay to let people in was was what meant that it was possible for for me to have the the amazing marriage that I have now and and I'm grateful for that every day and and we work very hard at it and we are very supportive of each other and all of those things but it's a very equal balance and I think what you said earlier that I really loved about that not taking power away is so important it's about being able to stand in your energy and yes sometimes people need a little bit more from us and we need to be able to send them something because they're going through a bit of a tough time but isn't that such a lovely thing to be able to do and to do it without it depleting us, you know, it's kind of like when you're in that space of positive energy sharing, for want of a better phrase, it doesn't just benefit the person you're sharing it with, but you kind of like get boosted as well. It's like, I don't think there's any better way than, you know, making yourself feel a bit better by supporting somebody who really needs a bit of extra love at the time, like, you know, being grateful for that relationship and, and sharing that love um, is so powerful. And that's why, you know, I really hope that this, do I hope? No, I think I believe that this change in the world, this rising of consciousness, this understanding that everything has to come from a place of love is happening because that is just going to be such a different place to live in. Like, it's just think of all of those wounded people that we have, you know, that we know and we have relationships with. And it's so hard and it's really easy to get into that sort of quite negative, you know, they're just that's the way they are and they're not very nice people but actually if you can look at them with love if you can feel that deep hurt that they're that they're doing it because they don't know any better it actually gives you you know a space to be able to send love to them which will then hopefully change stuff so I think it's it's a like relationships make up like being a human one of the main things about being a human is to feel belonging to feel connectedness but actually you have to be just really aware of like who it is you're spending time with and and where you're putting your energy and being more conscious around it and and that is something that you have to take a bit of time over sometimes yeah 
Yeah, and I think, you know, there's a growing sense of recognition as well that there is this deep trauma for a lot of people around relationships, um, not just from this lifetime, but but many lifetimes in the past. And, you know, some people will reference that as the witch wound and the fact that women are distrustful of each other. Um, there's also, you know, the, the sister wound of, you know, I've, I've got to be better than you and so I'm going to tear you down because that makes me higher up. And then there's things like the mother wounds and all of those sorts of things that come into it as well. Like there's a deep, deep sense of woundedness around interpersonalized relationships and, you know, particularly between women and historically that we are, are starting to see come to the surface in a big way now. And really what's beautiful about it is that the people that we're surrounded by and the people that you and I are cultivating relationships with are empowered by that. That woundedness isn't something that they carry forward in a way that says, I can't change anything. What they do is they say, I have this woundedness and now I can change it. Now I can heal it. Now I can reflect on it. And by doing that work, they're creating the opportunity for others to have beautiful relationships with them too. Yeah, you're right. You know, I think from birth, almost the most fundamental feeling that we want to have as humans is the sense of belonging. And, you know, it's, it's important. And, and we can give that to each other just by leading with love, just by being in our own power, um, by allowing others to maintain their power and not taking it from them. Um, and by, by leading with love, giving that energy of love out into the world all the time and, um, you know, when we do that, we will attract the people who won't misuse it and won't, you know, won't abuse that. And and I think that's that's a really beautiful thing to come to the understanding of, right? As we get older and we get closer to that sort of, I guess that that wise woman being a bigger part of our lives, we get to be a little bit more discerning about how we allow people to treat us and how willing we are for that to go on and certainly for you and and for me I've seen you know we're both reasonably good at setting boundaries around how people treat us and how people you know allowed to be in our lives um and and I think that's something to be really proud of you know it, it hasn't come easy and we've had some really crappy friendships and relationships that have taught us lessons to get there like I said it's my hope that by doing the work for us our children will come to those realizations a lot earlier and won't have the, you know, abusive relationships and deeply, deeply damaging friendships and things like that, that have come for some of us. I think you, you summed that up beautifully. And it's a sort of a topic that we could, you know, we could wax lyrical on in many ways, but I think certainly keep your, your ears peeled in the future for, um, podcast specifically about that sister wound and that witch wound because I think they're they're really important to dive into but look we would love to know what you're thinking of the podcast have you subscribed yet have you set, submitted a review because you know all of these things are really helpful yeah you can do that on Spotify now oh yeah, there we go on Spotify. so if you haven't already please do um because you know we know that these conversations are important and we have our first guest episode last week and another one coming up next week and we're going to do them weekly so you know the conversations are getting bigger and um and we we just want to share that with as many people as we can because we think it's you know you can you can choose whether it's for you or not but at the end of the day like having the opportunity to choose is the most important part of it so yeah 
Beautiful. Well, hope you're all well, and we will be back next week with another uh, She Is Wise podcast, a deep and meaningful conversation about something that we think we need to share with the world. So um, let us know if you've got anything we'd like to talk about specifically, and much love to everybody. You've been listening to She Is Wise with Ellie Bell and Erin Hodson. If you've enjoyed this conversation, please remember to subscribe so you can join us next time. And if you haven't already, please consider leaving us a review or sharing this podcast with your friends. Thanks so much for joining us and we will catch you on the next episode.